Jennifer, Audrey, thank you so much. Shelby, thank you. You know, the ministry of music invites the Spirit of our Savior here with us today. And I thank them for that offering. Good afternoon, saints, friends, family. I welcome you this day, beautiful day, beautiful February day to the house of the Lord. And I pray that that good spirit that the apostles spoke of as the abiding comforter, I pray that that abiding comforter is here with us today. We come to uh, remember a service of memorial for our loved one that has, uh, he's passed from our eyes, but we know where he has gone. You know that song that Jennifer played, How Great Thou Art. If you asked Dale if that was a true statement, he would say, oh yes. And he would add, I love the Lord. And I know that's true. We have been blessed over these last several years to be able to worship with Dale and Ethel here in this place. And I can remember when they first started to attend here at Buckner, and Dale would stand in prayer service and offer a prayer most beautiful, a mature prayer. You know what I mean? Where it made you pause and think to yourself that uh, this man is a servant. He knows his Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart. That's just who he was. Good afternoon, saints. My name's Joe Williams. For those that may not know me, I'm the pastor here, presiding elder. I have on the rostrum with me uh, Brother Dan Walker, an elder as well, and longtime friend of the family. Look forward to the words that he'll share. And Brother Ed Turner, an elder also here at the branch, will bring the spoken word today. And I know that the Lord was pleased with the, as I mentioned, with the introduction and the ministry of music that has been brought, the playing of the familiar hymns on the piano and that beautiful instrument of the oboe and piano together. Let me now then call you to worship by reading these words of Scripture. And these are the words of Jesus Himself, and He says, Behold, I have given unto you My gospel, and this is the gospel which I have given unto you, that I came into the world to do the will of My Father, because my Father sent me. And my Father sent me that I might be lifted up upon the cross. And after that I had been lifted up upon the cross, I might draw all men unto me. That as I have been lifted up by men, even so should men be lifted up by the Father to stand before me to be judged of their works, whether they be good 
or whether they be evil. And for this cause have I been lifted up. Therefore, according to the power of the Father, I will draw all men unto me, that they may be judged according to their works. And for this cause he fulfilleth the words which he hath given, and he lieth not, but fulfilleth all his words, and no unclean thing can enter into the kingdom. Therefore nothing nothing entereth into his rest, save it be those who have washed their garments in my blood, because of their faith and the repentance of all their sins and their faithfulness unto the end. Now this is the commandment, Repent, all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me, and be baptized in my name, that ye may be sanctified by the reception of the Holy Ghost, that ye may stand spotless before me at the last day. And this is my prayer for each and every one of us, that we may accept our Lord Jesus Christ in faith believing, in an attitude of repentance, and He, through His faithfulness, will sanctify us, that we may be with Him and dwell with Him in His kingdom. Let's continue, saints, in our service by opening up our hymnals to hymn number 385, Behold the Savior at the door, and after which Brother Dan Walker will bring our invocation. Number 385.
Father and thy God, our God, we come before you in the name of your beloved Son and our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Through him we would ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us, that it would bring solace and comfort in our time of grief. Help us, Father, even this time of sorrow and pain to remember we have cause for joy in the victory of our Lord. Let us then celebrate Dale's life, knowing he is in paradise with you, another of your children, come home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would share with you now the uh, eulogy of Lewis Dale Johnson, born July 10, 1928, passed away December 23, 2022. Lewis Dale Johnson, Dale to his friends, was born to Lewis and Freela Johnson in Mansfield, Washington, where he attended public school. He played on high school baseball team, basketball team, and ran track. Dale had a strong commitment to fitness and continued to run at least two miles a day for most of his life. Dale worked at his dad's auto mechanic shop in Mansfield through high school. He met the love of his life, Ethel, right after high school, and they married in 1949. Dale and Ethel welcomed son Greg and their daughter Elena into their lives during the time they were in Mansfield. Dale continued to work in his father's shop, developing expert skill at repairing the wheat farm vehicles and large equipment that came at Gome Ford. I'm sorry, they moved from OMAC to where Dale first worked as a service manager at Gome Ford. I'm sorry. He then worked at OMAC Wood Products, the mill, as vehicle and large equipment mechanic for 29 years. Dale enjoyed it, ex- excelled in mechanical work, and became a certified master mechanic. Dale became an avid motorcycle rider taking many trips with friends and family. He and Ethel took many long motorcycle trips around the beautiful Washington and Idaho areas. While in OMAC, Dale was asked by the OMAC Public Schools to develop and teach an automotive mechanics course for the high school students. He took on that challenge while still working full-time. He ended up teaching auto mechanics during the day and working full-time at the mill at night for one year. The RLDS Church was an important part of Dale's life. He became an elder an elder shortly after high school and served as pastor at the Bridgeport branch for many years. Several years after retirement, Dale Nethel gathered to Blue Springs, Missouri to fulfill a lifelong desire to, of living close to the center place. They became very involved with the Buckner Restoration branch of the RLDS Church. 
They'll perform many upgrades and repairs tasks for the church. Over the next many years, they spent time traveling to see family, taking walks in the park, and performing many handyman jobs for friends and family. Throughout his life, Dale loved helping people. He was passionate about helping other people, from handyman tasks to providing an ear to listen and support. Dale was preceded in death by his parents, Lewis and Freela Johnson from Mansfield, Washington, Sister Betty Jenkins from Bridgeport, Washington, Brother Leonard Johnson from Leewood, Kansas, Son Greg Johnson from Federal Way, Washington, and daughter Elena Smith from Lamoni, Iowa. Dale was survived by his wife of 74 years, Ethel, Sister Lena, Lena Dennis of Boise, Idaho, daughter Los Sandy Johnson of Federal Way, grandchildren Doug Johnson of Federal Way, Michael Morris of Tampa, Florida, Ryan Johnson of Milton, Washington, Tyler Morris of Lamona, Iowa, great-grandchildren Ray Lynn Morris of Tampa, Florida, Carson Dale Morris of Lamona, and J.C. Leroy Morris of Lamona, and many beloved nieces and nephews. Sister Ethel approached me and asked me if I'd write down a couple of thoughts and memories about Dale. If I overuse the term I a little too much, I apologize, but they were my memories. We have been given a brief history of Brother Dale, his school years, learning a vacation, his marriage, his children, even the pleasure found in a motorcycle. I would like to share about Dale, the man. He didn't need to be around Dale long before he knew he loved the Lord Jesus Christ and his church. The other most unmistakable love Dale has is for his wife, Ethel. You could just see the pride in him when he spoke of his bride of nearly 74 years. They were a team throughout his life. Dale is very organized. This is reflected in the way he maintained his vehicles, his home, and even his landscape. In his woodshop, there is a place for everything, and everything is in its place. Dale used his organization precision in whatever he project he did. As we heard earlier, Dale loved to help others. I was fortunate enough to get invited along to assist him on a couple of occasions and have had his help on some of my own projects. I wasn't able to properly anchor a half wall between our kitchen and our dining room, so I called Dale to rescue me. It didn't take him long, and he had the wall secure. He also made the wall topper for us. Come over sometime, and I'll show, us, show you a fine miter joint as you'll ever hope to see. Close was never good enough for Dale when it comes to repair work. I don't want to leave with the idea that, that all Dale did is find work projects. Dale and Ethel enjoy entertaining, having visits from friends and family. Dale liked a good conversation over a tasty meal. I suspect Dale liked to show off Ethel's culinary skills. Something that was always present at the Johnson table, and I'll remind you that's Johnson with an S-E-N, not an S-O-N. table was prayer over the meal. As Brother Joe said, Dale had the gift of prayer and offered wonderful prayers. One thing Dale expressed... One thing Doug expressed some pride in was his Norwegian heritage. 
Dale often called himself a hard-headed Norwegian. It is true, he could be a little single-minded. Some might even say stubborn. With that thought in mind, I have a story about Dale and a conversation he had with a man who I still lived in Washington. Dale and this other gentleman were not in harmonious agreement on point of order in church law. After some discussion, neither man was willing to give up their point of view, leaving the issue unresolved. In relating to this story, Dale being a gentleman would not stoop to unkind comment about the other man. Using wit and humor, he got his point across, he said, I don't mean to say he is narrow-minded, but he could look through a keyhole with both eyes at the same time. Apostle Paul, in his letter to Timothy, makes this statement. We brought nothing into this world, as certain we can carry nothing out. In the physical sense, that is a true statement. But I have no doubt that we do carry our memories into eternity with us. Dale surely carries the memories of his Lord, his wife, and his family with him. There is a quote I once heard that reminds me of Dale. According to the Internet, the source of the quote came from the Dalai Lama. And it is as follows. Live a good and honorable life, and then when you get older and look back, you'll be able to enjoy it a second time. Dale won't be sitting around heaven strumming his harp. He'll be industriously involved in whatever work the Lord gives to him.
I too greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, thank you, ladies, for that beautiful ministry of music and setting this opportunity to remember life well lived. And likewise, uh, we might remember um, the love that God has for all his creation, for the gifts and talents he shared. You know, I hearing some of those stories of the first I heard them, too, was today. And I realize I have more in common with with Dale than maybe I even recognize, and I won't mention the the uh, hard-headedness or the hard-working, but uh, even though him and I didn't share the same barber we had, we often shared the same haircut. <laughs> and um, there are a lot of things that can make a person appreciate Dale. Um, but most of all, I, for me, uh, and I think many of the people that grew to new Dale and to understand his, his heart of service for uh, for all people. I'm reminded of a scripture from the Book of Mormon. It's uh, 3rd Nephi chapter 13 and 5. It's a very short verse. But it says, Therefore, what manner of men ought ye to be? Verily I say unto you, even as I am. And now I go unto the Father. These are the parting words the Lord said before he left this land to uh, his people. Who are you to be? What manner of man are you to be? And he said, even as I am. And so when I think about what it is a person measures their life by, I think of Dale and he measuring his life by his Savior Jesus Christ, that he might be even as him, that he might follow in those footsteps the Lord has prepared and I know for Sister Ethel and all the family are so grateful, so many that were able to come out today. And um, Dale was many things to many people, and a husband, a son, a brother, an uncle, an in-law. He was a builder, a fixer. He repaired broken machinery. He was a problem solver. And overall, he's just a great man who touched many lives over his many years. He learned mechanics, as we heard, by spending time with his father in the shop and then reciprocating that knowledge into the, to the community in which he lived by working with the wheat farmers and keeping their machinery prepared to continue the harvest. And he learned the ability to serve people by being a representative at that dealership, that not only fixing the equipment is important, but getting to know the people and to understand them and to connect with them that he might serve them by, by the way he knows them. You know, Ethel also recalled those, uh, that season of Dale's life in which he had his motorcycle and they traveled in the Northwest and they went to see many, many great events. Even at his time as a, a pastor, and he was pastoring in another town and he was driving back and forth and all the things that he did. And I know Ethel shared that she was just amazed that he could accomplish so much. And I think she would agree with me that those things were only possible because of his heart was to serve the Lord and provide those things to other people. Dale was called upon to help other people to make many repairs, and some of you in this room reciprocated recipients of that. He specifically spent many years helping the widows and those in great need. One might say that he was a, as a person that, re, that you rely upon, that person generally has a higher power they look to, something beyond themselves, which gives them the strength to continue that service. And in doing so, um, it was so 
so, so, uh, so most importantly, throughout all this service he did, for those in Newdale would say that he was a follower of Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that we are, we are to be followers of Jesus Christ. And as followers, Dale rejoiced in the fact of the opportunity to serve. Even King Benjamin said in the first chapter of Mosiah that when you are in service to your fellow man, you're only in service to your God. And that was Dale. As he served those people around about him and went to the needs of others, he was serving God at the same time. Even from an early age, he became submissive to God to understand God's love for him and, and all the creation. And many times Dale had been asked to build something or to fix a problem. There was one common denominator Dale always used when building. He always had to build off a straight line. He had something that was tried and true and tested, something that he knew that he could work from, a starting point. You see, Dale had spent so many years building and construction and doing all these masterful things. But yet he knew that even to his natural eye that it may not be straight. And he had to rely on something outside of himself to draw that parallel, to build this first, to take that first step in making that construction project you know, he learned over these decades of building that it was by the foundation, the starting point, that things have to be built upon. And upon that starting point of that straight line, of that true and, and just position, that in building upon that, that the end would be true and just. And so Dale's precision to construct many pieces of work out of wood were founded on how to to level the project at the beginning. We find in the Old Testament in the book of Amos, chapter 7, where it talks about uh, God presented a, a plumb line, or in other words, we would see it as a level, and its importance that would be used in the building and bringing forth work, and that it would level the whole project. And in the midst of using that plumb line or that level, that all things would be measured from that. We also find in Scripture that when starting to build a structure, everything was measured from one point. It was measured from the cornerstone. All measurements came from that cornerstone. And that is the first piece of work that must be laid in, in a life. It must be the first piece of work that's laid in a project, in a construction. We find these words in Ephesians chapter 2. Now therefore ye are no more, no more in foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an inhabitation of God through the Spirit. And so you and I get to see that there must be a standard. We must measure our life like Dale measured his life off something that does not move, something that is tried and true. And Dale found a standard which to build his life by that which he constantly measured his life each day was that of Jesus Christ. And even as the book of Amos told us, God sent, sent us this level, if you will, so that we might build our life, that we might measure our life off of the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. 
And that is the plumb line that he had placed here, Jesus Christ, that we might build a life that's straight and true and that has meaning. You know, this morning, I, and I sat here as the music was being offered in that ministry, and I saw the sun radiating through that stained glass beside me and, and resting on, this, on the, uh, the ground here next to me. And this morning I had a, an experience of, of sorts as I was making final preparation. I uh, watched as the eastern sun had started to change in brilliant color from dark into some redness. And eventually from the east the sun broke over the horizon. And just a, a crescent of the sun was coming over. And that light came across the countertop of our, of our kitchen. And these huge shadows were cast that I didn't see before. I couldn't recognize them by the, by the natural eye, by the natural light that was coming down from the lights above. I just didn't see them. But when the light came across at a parallel angle to the surface, they became so obvious I had to remove them. I had to get them out of the way because they became known to me. And as I recognize that, that uh, allegory of sorts, I think how it is that in our lives, and Dale likewise, by our natural eye and by the things in this earth, there's things in our life that we may not recognize that are out of place. But by the gift and the promise that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ, He came down to the earth, that His light may be cast across our life and across this land, and might reveal things to us that would make us draw closer to him by removing them at times. And by doing things that would bring him honor, praise, and glory. And by those simple little experiences of life, how it is by the positioning of the sun coming down to this earth to cast light into our lives that we might see the pathway to walk, like a, just like my brother Dale has done, that through this light we might become stronger and closer to him not by our natural eye, but by the eye of, uh, through the Spirit of God. You know, our uh, natural eye can't see the right and wrong of all of God's intentions. But due to the fall of man, that is, from Adam and Eve in the garden, we were separated from God. And God sent, sent down His Son to earth that we might see and know the sin of our life, and that we might cast those things upon, uh, away from us, and that He might take them up and, and, and heal us. Of, our, of the errors of our way, that by that light that we might be made clean and pure. You know, the shortcomings in our lives are made known as we draw close to the Lord. And we find that there's a, uh, something that transpires from the fall of man that we hear in the, of Adam's fall. And we can find that in Romans chapter 5. And how it is that that sin that was, that, that was in, in a sense, in our DNA that is as uh, known to mankind on earth, that the Lord prepared, prepared a way that he might uh, remove it from us. In Romans chapter 5, I'll read these words starting in verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came unto all men unto justification of life. And this is the important part. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might, be, might abound. 
But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And so what I'd like to draw out of that scripture is that it's our, it's, it can be a natural thing to sin. And from the sin of Adam that, that was as relevant on the earth, but through one man's disobedience, sin was introduced. But by one man's uh, righteousness and obedience through Jesus Christ, that all are made clean through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so Dale understood the grace that was afforded to him through Jesus Christ. He infused that light of Christ into his life and applied that light that he might build a life that measured from the only true living God. This meant he had to endure to the end. And I would imagine if I ask Ethel, and I would ask anyone here that's ever attempted to build something, when you start to build and there's times that you get off the mark or you're off the measurement, if you will, and you have to stop, and you have to remove the error. You have to retool, and you keep moving, much like it is for us and the Dale. But there are times that we miss the mark in life, and there's times that the Lord has prepared a way that we might come back to Him, that we might ask for repent, we might repent and ask for forgiveness. God has provided this for each of you and I, that we might know the nature of, the, of ourselves in the sinful. Sense, but we might know more importantly the nature of God and the Son, Jesus Christ, that he might forgive us. Then through this repentance we can correct those things and we let me come, come back into the presence of our Creator. You see, we recognize today that Dale has endured to the end. And I can attest to you today that in my experience with him, that has been a testimony of his life, that he didn't falter and it, not that he wasn't, he, not that he was perfect, but he continued to endure even through the good and the bad. He built a life based on the standard of Christ. Where when times, <clears throat> then there were times when he had a mid-course correction, and he, but he had continued to press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ. And we, much like Dale, may continue to endure, holding fast to the rod of iron, or in other words, the word of God, that we might not be deceived and pulled away. You know, and the, um, Dale wanted nothing more, from my experience, he wanted nothing more in these latter days but to serve and to be engaged in a good cause for the kingdom of God. I was looking over my notes, and it was in 2015, I saw that it was the last time him and I were able to serve together uh, up here in our calling of priesthood. And I remember shortly around that time, um, well, I remember Dale, I, I, I called on him often, like it's already been mentioned. He was a man of powerful prayer. And, he, and the Lord revealed himself to, many, to, my, to me and I think to others in the midst of that gift that God had given him through prayer. And so I honored that and I respected that. And I, and I, and I wanted to use that for God's good. And so I was privileged to serve with him in that regard. But there were, um, there were many things in life that, uh, that will still stay with me forever. And I can share with you today that one of those things was the first time I had to ask, ask Dale to serve with me. And he, um, because of Dale recognized um, the new struggles he had in, in the advancement of life, that he it was best that maybe he not fulfill that calling. And we were standing out in that, um, that hallway out to my right, your left, and uh, I remember his eyes welling up with tears. Um, with a desire in his heart to want to serve, but knowing the, the things that were before him. 
And I'll always remember that because I recognize the spirit in which he carried and his desire to serve and to stand and testify of Jesus Christ with his life. But in the midst of that, I also recognize the spirit he carried, even though he may not be up front in a place and position to draw all people vocally to the Lord. He continued to carry that good spirit and direct people's lives into his Savior, Jesus Christ, by his mere presence. Not by words, but the best sermons ever preached were the ones you've seen lived out. And I can tell you that I was fortunate to see a, a life well lived in the service that he provided to others through his daily walk. You know, Dale may not be here to repair his neighbor's and family's needs, but however, Dale, has, Dale left behind a blueprint for each of us that will allow us to build a life that helps us to keep an eye single to the glory of God. We have all benefited from Dale's touch in your lives. We have seen God's work through Dale's life and are better because of it. By the gift of God's Spirit, he used his people to do much good work, and he continues to do that in your life and mine today. So let us apply the lessons of life learned from our friend and our brother, Dale, and submit our lives to the benefit of others, to serve others as we serve our God. And I would trust today that uh, Dale heard these words shared with him. We can find them in Matthew 25. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And for uh, Sister Ethel, the example you and Dale provided to so many of us, myself included, and Stephanie, um, I'll always be thankful for. I appreciate your, your impact you've had on so many lives together. And I thank the Lord for our sister and the, and the dignity you allowed our brother to live out his life in his final years. And so we are all blessed because of that love that you shared with one another through your Father in Heaven. You know, when separated from the loved ones, there's always a void. There's an absence of sorts. And there's a space that's left to be filled. And you and I now have the opportunity and the privilege to, to be able to um, continue our lives because of what Dale has experienced, our experience with Dale and what he has done by touching our lives. He would call us to be steadfast in our faith, to pray fervently, to serve others, and continue to know the standard by which we are to build our life. These words I find in Romans I'll share with you are draw my attention to my brother Dale. Will we read, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Or he that exhorteth, on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. 
He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. And honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessities of the saints given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peacefully with all men. As I read that, I think about my brother Dale, and I think about that calling in your life and my life, how we are to, to live, learn to live as much as possible, peaceably with all men, with one another. Jesus Christ so greatly impacted Dale's life that I found so many great similarities in how he lived in the parallel of Christ. As I thought about Christ and what manner of man he was and what manner of man we ought to be, he prayed. He was a man of prayer. He had a gentle touch. He had healing hands. He fixed brokenness. He created a path that others might know God through Jesus Christ. And peace of the spirit that it brings by the presence of Dale in, in my life has been good. And I hope it was the same for you. You know, in these uh, parting thoughts, I'd share with you in closing these words in a scripture and a poem. But we, I think about how it is that Jesus, he learned the trade of working with wood. He took something that once shared fruit and life and protection and shade, and it died and it was dead and it had no value by, its, by the natural eye. But he would take that and form that into something that could be useful. And how it was that Dale did the same. He would take things and form them and have put them to use. But Christ's way of doing that with our life is the, the things in our life that, that uh, do not bear fruit, that God wants us to hand those over to him and that he would use any brokenness that we have for his good, that he would form it to do his, his way of life, to serve him, to serve his, for his kingdom. These words uh, you find in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know and the way you know. And so you and I might ask, Lord, we know not neither thou, where thou goest and how we know thy way. And Jesus might say to you and I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And so I, uh, there's so many, uh, so many things that we might share with Dale, which you've heard today. 
I would say, um, for me, Dale stood as an example of fault, someone who wished to follow Jesus Christ all his life, and that in doing so, he touched the lives of so many people. And it causes me to consider a, a poem that I've uh, found dear, and it's uh, titled My Influence. My life shall touch a dozen lives before this day is done. Leave countless marks of good or ill, ere such the evening sun. This the wish I always wish, the prayer I always pray. Lord, help my life touch other lives that passes by the way. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and keep you, and as in the memories of Dale, that we might continue to live a life, a faithful life to our Father. Thank you, Brother Ed. Thank you, Brother Dan, for the words that you shared with us today. I want to thank the family for allowing us to uh, have the privilege to participate in this uh, great memorial service. And, and I know I can speak on behalf of the family and thank each and every one of you for coming today to uh, support them in this time of remembrance and praise. In a moment, we're going to sing our closing hymn and have a benediction. And then after that, the ushers, the deacons are going to come forward and usher us out. And they're going to usher Ethel and the family out first into the foyer. Um, You're going to have an opportunity as you leave the sanctuary and go into the foyer to visit uh, with her if you haven't had an opportunity yet to do that. What I'd like to ask of you while you have your uh, moments here in the sanctuary before the the deacons usher you out, is just to remain in quietness, contemplating what you've heard today from the written word, perhaps pondering upon the uh, opportunity that you shared with Dale and Ethel as well. But if you wouldn't be so kind as to do that for me, we would very much appreciate that. So shall we take up our hymnals and turn to hymn number 369, this Beloved hymn, The Old, Old Path, and we'll stand to sing that hymn, and then afterwards I'll bring a benediction on the hour.
Our kind and merciful Heavenly Father, what a blessing it has been to be here in the house of the Lord on this day. As we have considered the life of our friend and drawn the parallel to uh, that which your only begotten Son spoke, and wondered what manner of men and women are we, for we know that we need to follow after and have our lives emulate that of our Savior. Help us, Father, to this end. Give us strength that we might overcome the temptation of the flesh. Help us, Father, to endure that we might be able to see Your kingdom someday and rejoice in looking upon the face of our Savior. We're so thankful, Father, for the plan of salvation that You have laid before us. We're thankful for that which You have in this world that comes after life that we know just a little about. And we know that our friend and loved one, our brother, Dale, is actively engaged in a great work there on the other side of that veil. We pray, Father, for strength in the days ahead for our sister Ethel and for her family that will miss him. It's hard for us left behind, Lord, but we know that uh, there is great rejoicing when one of these uh, souls, the children of men, return home unto Thee. We thank You, Lord, for this uh, great plan that You have laid before us. It is uh, well thought out. And we marvel how it is, the intricacies of Thy doings. We thank You, Father, for allowing us to share in the Gospel of Your Son, Jesus Christ. As the family will assemble, Lord, to partake of a meal, we would ask a blessing upon it and upon their fellowship together. May there be great joy amongst them in being together as a family. And we thank You, Lord, for all that came. We pray that You would guide them safely home until we can meet again. And we ask all these things in the sacred name of the altogether lovely One, who is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.